Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan, and you are listening on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. So I'm very happy to be here today for so many different reasons. But before I explain to you why, let's do what we always do, which is we just stop, pause, and breathe. So wherever you are, and if it's safe, just take a moment to stop whatever you're doing. Close your eyes. And then take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. And bring that breath all the way down deep into the belly so that when you breathe in, you feel the belly soften. And when you breathe out, you feel the belly move towards the spine like a gentle hug. And just take several more breaths like this, bringing your awareness into your body, into your breath, and into this present moment. So we can gather ourselves inward. And as we gather ourselves inward, we can steady ourselves. We can move away from the chaos and the frenetic movement, the perpetual motion of our life, and come back to a place within us that is steady and calm and peaceful. the more often we do this, the more we can experience our true nature. Our true nature is not the chaos. Our true nature is the peace, the calm, and the steadiness. So take another breath in and out. And when you're ready, just making your way back and just noticing how you feel. And perhaps you're a little bit more attentive, a little bit more present for this conversation today. And the reason I wanted to bring in this idea of pulling inward and away from the chaos is that I've been recently feeling very much swept up into the chaos and the overwhelm. This is a very busy time of year for entrepreneurs, which I am. And there's always this push to do more and to sell more. You know, Black Friday here in the United States, we have January coming up with resolutions. And this is the time that we really try to gather everything that we have and to really sell our programs or offerings to get more clients and all the stuff. And for many, many years, it's never really felt aligned with me. It's always felt like, you know, a going against nature. And my nature is to go inward at this time and just really gather my, my, myself and to nurture myself. And I don't do that because I've been telling, told do all these other things and end up being, being exhausted and overwhelmed and, just a few weeks ago, I had a moment of crisis. Uh, I call it a spiritual crisis because I was just full of rage and frustration because I was doing all the things and nothing was working. I was feeling awful. I wasn't connecting to spirit. My creativity was in the shitter. <laughs> I guess I can say it on the show. It's my show. Um, <laughs> and then I was um, having a pre-interview with our guest today, who is Valerie Fortin, and she's a transformational astrologer. And I had this telling her where I was. I'm like, I'm not in a good place. And I had the idea that, hey, why don't you read my chart? Because Val has explained that astrology is a roadmap for our life. And I was lost. I was doing all the things I was supposed to do. We'll do air quotes for that. 
and it wasn't working. I wasn't feeling good. I had no joy and I was suffering very much emotionally and mentally and even physically. And I was just like, enough is enough. And um, so we had this idea like, hey, let's see what my roadmap says, what's going on in my life based on my natal chart. And then you can also get an experience of what it would be like to have a reading for yourself. So with all of that, I want to invite Valerie Fortin. She she is French, so I'm not pronouncing it properly. I'm, you know, doing the Americanized version of it, but you can tell everyone how to pronounce your name. And Let's just go ahead and invite Val in. Hi, Val. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. And so I'm French Canadian, by the way. I'm not French French. Oh, French Canadian. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So we were talking. Uh, we talked several times um, just to get uh, a feel for how we wanted the show to go. And usually we have a long list of questions that we want to cover. But this is really just going to be kind of a free flow today. Um, but before we dive in, there is there are two questions that I want to start with. It's like, let's just give a little bit of a foundation for listeners who are not familiar with astrology. Like, what is it and how is it, how is it actually a roadmap for our life and how can it be a guidepost for us when things do get challenging? Yes, absolutely. So for me, astrology, the way I understand it in a very and I'm going to give you a very simplified way of seeing it. It's the study of the placement of the planets from an Earth standpoint. And the study is the study of how we experience their movement, how we experience the patterns that they're generating around us. You know, uh, we know that Maybe we know, maybe some not, but we're all connected. We're affected by everything. And we can just take the moon and already, you know, the moon cycles has been used by agriculture. It influences the tides. It influences our behavior. We know that. So imagine, imagine these massive spheres that spin with us in this big tourbillon, Right. Of course, we're being affected. So astrology is the study of how we're being affected by their energy. Um, So we're all born at a certain moment in time in a certain place. So when we speak about the natal chart, uh, we're taking the cosmic, it's a cosmic picture of the placement of the planet. And it's very much designed for you. It's very much unique to you. We're all different. And we're all meant to be something different, regardless of what societal structure is imposing on us. So this map, it's your life map, you know? And this is something I like to use and review, especially when we're at the crossroad or when it's time to make a big decision or when you want to go deeper into self-awareness and self-knowing, right? Um, does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah, I was thinking like when you were saying that, it's like it feels like my my picture was taken at that point in time. And that's like the picture of who I am in that moment and who I will become all at once. I don't know. That's just kind of the image I had. And yeah. everyone takes a snapshot of when you're first born, but this is like really the big snapshot of who you are at that time of birth and, and, and the possibilities of who you'll become all wrapped in one little picture. Yeah. And, you know, since it's a life map, of, of course, you're not going to 
navigate this whole life in one second, right? Sometimes you take a turn and you're stuck in a corner and you work with some, you know, you work with Mars, you work with, you're more with Venus at that time, depending. And then you experience their energy and power until you're like, all right, now what? Now I feel like I'm lost again. Now I feel like I need more. And now I feel like it's the energy is blocked. So then you go back to your map and you're like, oh, I can, I can actually turn here. And like, oh, the path is open there. Great. You know, if you go in the forest, if you go travel anywhere, you're not going to walk around streets and, you know, paths looking at your map. You're going you're gonna to lose the whole experience of what life has to offer you, right? You go back to the map when you're like, okay, maybe I went too far. It's time to regather. Um, so and I yeah. love that idea of it as being a map because it's, you're not using it. And this is my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not actually using it to get to a particular goal or destination. It's just like, uh, it's just a guidepost of to come back to and be like, okay, this is really who I am. This might be why I'm feeling this way, or this might be why I'm deciding to do things based on whether, and it might be in alignment with my soul. It might not be. It might just be a, a tendency of my shadow aspects to, to make these choices. Or like you said, if you've gone too far, like I felt like I went way too far um, out of my, of, of what nurtures me. And then I had this moment of total crisis where I just wanted to, I mean, I literally was sitting at my altar getting ready to do my morning practices, my prayers and my chants. And I sat there and I was like, I have nothing. I felt connected to nothing. And I had, a, and then all of a sudden I had rage come up because I was so frustrated. And I had a very rageful moment where I just swept everything off my altar, started screaming and yelling just to release the frustration because I was so uncertain and felt like I was doing all the things I was supposed to be doing and nothing was shifting. In, my, in that moment, I was saying nothing was shifting. Of course, everything's always shifting, right? Yes. Um, and I was just like, F it all. I'm done. I don't want to. And I packed everything up. I packed everything up that had meaning to me and had, had been on my altar for years. And, and I was like, I had to wipe everything clean. And I told you in a, that I was trying to break up with spirit, which is, yeah. you're like, that's impossible to do. I'm like, I know, but I was trying. I was like, just so mad. I just don't want to, <laughs> just, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Stop at, you know, stop guiding me to do all these things that feel in this moment so unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it, and then it's taken some time these past few weeks to really like pull back and like what deeply nourishes me. And you've been super helpful in talking through some of this stuff. So, you know, I'd love for you to chime in and say, okay, what's happening at this particular time and how is that influencing what might be going on in my chart? Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. And before I uh, enter that, I, ha- I do have a question for you. Oh, okay. In re- in, in, I don't yes. get asked questions. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a question. Yes. Um, I want to understand from you what it means to feel connected and what does spirit represent to you? Because we all have different experiences of connection and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is something I need to know in order to get started. Okay, get a clear understanding of 
what you mean here. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, you know, it is such a, it's a beautiful question because we all have to ask this for ourselves um, because we have to have our, it's a very personal and intimate relationship. And for me to be connected is to feel this sense of, it's almost a sense of safety that I'm being held, I'm being nourished and that there is a sense of uh, being guided. So when I'm really like in that place of feeling connected, I feel this, this, this wave of insight and creativity flow through me in a way that feels like it's me, but it's not me at the same time. And it feels just so yummy and not in the kind of like yummy, like I'm just had a bunch of sugar and something sweet. It's just, it's the sweetness to it, but it's, um, it's almost like an ambrosia kind of feeling like my cells are being nourished in that moment and that everything's going to be okay. That's what it feels like. And then moments that make me feel connected to spirit the most are when I can see magical things, like when I'm walking in the woods and I'm not just in my head worried about work or money or whatever it is that I'm worried about in that moment. But all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, look at the that most amazing mushroom. How magical is that? Mm-hmm. When I want to get down on the ground at eye level and look at it and wonder and ponder. And those are the times that I feel really connected and I can almost hear I don't hear voices like in my head, but I feel the voice come through me. Does that make sense? It makes a hundred percent sense. And I love hearing your version of connection to spirit and connection to everything. Because as you know, you were born on February 28th, right? Which makes you a Pisces, a Piscean, right? Um. Pisces is a sign of interconnection with everything that exists, with the universe. You know, Pisces is, in my way of seeing it, it's like the mama ocean, right? Comes in, welcomes everything, helps us travel, helps us like moving from a country to, to the other, helps us also she accepts everything we can put our trash in there she's not going to say anything she says yes i'm going to take you as you are i'm going to love you as you are and when i hear your version of connection and spirit i'm like yeah all right she when when you're connected you are actually embodying um the character you must become in this lifeline right But then in recent times, you felt disconnected. And this is something we're going to go deeper into in a second. Um, When I looked at your chart, you know, your son, uh, who you must become in this lifetime, who who you are becoming, your hero's journey, is making an opposition to your moon in Virgo. The moon represents your feelings. It represents the moods in your psyche. Um, She sets the tone of how you experience life, right? And when the moon is out of balance, 
when she's lacking something, therefore your overall direction takes an other turn. You know, when she's not nourished, she's like, all right, you know, she throws fits. She feels um, unstable. She doesn't feel secure anymore. And what she needs in this lifetime, what she needs to feel secure is practices, daily practices, feeling the sense that she's being useful and of service, feeling, yeah, feeling that what she does helps to, to create an outcome that's going to be, that's going to serve a bigger purpose to either your community, society at large, maybe just you. But when she doesn't feel like your gifts are not being used properly, then she's like, all right, it doesn't work out. She doesn't feel, she doesn't feel like she's, she's helping. Yeah. So this is something that like, I would like to reflect with you. Like, have you in all, in all your different activities, have you felt like you were serving something bigger than you? You know, and that's another great question. As you're talking, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That all makes sense. Like that, that just to be in that ocean of consciousness, like, and I'm, I tell you what, the one thing that I gravitate towards and feel so deeply nourished by is just to go and be in water. I have to actually be in it and all that. I mean, I just can stand there knee deep in water for an hour or more and just, but I prefer to be dunked in it over and over again. That's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things to do is like a child just dunk up and down, up and down, up and down. If I could hold my breath longer, I would (laughs) be in it like a mermaid. And when you're talking about that that need to have the daily practices, I think this is why I was gravitated towards the Tantra yoga tradition because it has such beautiful, um, beautiful practices that are deeply nourishing and it gives you a formula to do all the time. And I love that that consistency to it and and the devotion to it, that really deep devotion to spirit and to the goddess uh, was was it's such a lovely, lovely practice and to feel that there, um, my, I always have felt very deeply that I really wanted to serve in a really big way, but there's always been confusion on how to do that. And so when I finally became clear on what it, how I wanted my work to go, I was like, okay, now I can do all the, the actionable steps behind it. But then all of a sudden I wasn't, you know, being deeply nourished by it anymore because I wasn't feeling like, my message was getting out. I wasn't reaching people um, and all the things that entrepreneurs feel like, okay, where are my clients? Where are my students? Why isn't this working? If this is in alignment with my sole purpose and I'm feeling like so passionate about it. And yet when, as I refine my message, it seemed like people were kind of falling away because it's because I was becoming more focused on what it really was that I was meant to, to, to share. And yet there weren't people there to share it with. And so then, as you're saying this, like, yes, because that I'm, suddenly I'm not feeling like I'm really aligned or I'm questioning whether I'm aligned or not because I'm not feeling nourished in that way. And then the rageful fit comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not pretty. I'm so glad that when I have these fits, it's just me at the house and even the animals aren't here because I feel like I would traumatize the animals. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it becomes a little out of balance for sure. And it can be scary, but there's knowledge in there. You know, it's an yeah. invitation to get acquainted with your shadows, with mm -hmm. your power. You know, and the more we give it space, give them space, the more we allow them to exist and be constructive rather than destructive, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so making peace with that side of you is definitely something that is welcome and not shutting it down. Uh, it's very wise to do it on your own, <laughs> always, but making it, letting it, allowing it to live. Um, because and I love what you say, making peace with those parts of ourselves and not shutting them down. Because I think that would be a tendency for a lot of women when they're feeling these, this deep well of emotion coming up that we're not giving ourselves permission to fully feel all of it. Or there, if we do, then there's judgment around it. So I appreciate just saying, okay, just make space for it and learn. Like, what are the lessons there to learn from that? And honestly, there's always judgment around it. And we're going to be called crazy. We're going to be called irrational. We're going to be called so many things. And it's not, and it's like years of programming. You know, we've been trained to be a certain way. We've been trained to, you know, sit still and say yes and say, be okay. Be cool. Um, what needs to be learned, you know, when you get acquainted with your shadows, it's actually not listening to what your mind is telling you. I should be like this. I should be like that. I shouldn't be. We need to retrain ourselves to get acquainted with our emotions, right? And to let them flow as they come. What we can control is our reactions, but we can't control the flow of emotions. If, we keep, if you keep your emotions trapped, then you create, it creates illness yeah this ease you know like your 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 experience of life is not easy anymore you know and emotions are like messengers they're here to bring a message and bring awareness to something that isn't sitting sitting uh right inside of you and does that make sense it makes total sense and um we're at the first break of the show but when we come back i'd like to talk a little bit more about what you said about how the shadow can actually be where your power is because when we think of oftentimes we think of shadow as being like oh no we don't want the shadow because it's all bad but i'd love to talk a little bit about how that can be a place where we can find our power when we come back if that sounds good to you yes okay absolutely so, yeah. So if you're listening, please stay tuned. We'll be coming right back with Valerie Fortin. She's a transformational astrologer. And we're talking about some of the things that I've been going through recently, which you might be feeling as well. And she's reading my chart. So you can listen in and see what's going on in my natal chart and also get a feel for what it's like to have your chart read if you are so fortunate to reach out to Valerie. So we'll be right back after this short break. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? 
Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. You're here today with Valley for 10. She's here to read my astrological chart and to talk about what um, it means to actually look at your chart and how it can be a, a life roadmap for you, especially in those times of uncertainty or when you're feeling stuck or you know how you can maximize your current reality in, instead of feeling like everything is dire, <laughs> as I said before, in the shitter. Um, so, <laughs> and we were talking before the break about... Uh, you know, the, the shadow, like sometimes, um, you know, when I, I, I'm a Tantra yoga teacher and I do a lot of goddess work and we talk about the shadow and the, the misconception about a shadow, like it's been portrayed as something evil or something to, the to, to fear, but it's actually can be something that is a, one of our greatest teachers. So I want to hear what your perspective of the shadow is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to share. So just to give you some perspective. If we looked at a landscape and it, it was only full bright sunlight and there's no, there was nothing to create relief or like to create interesting, like the shadows create movement and something interesting to look at. It adds depth when you look, we look at something, right? If it was just full bright sun, it's a little flat. All right, so now what? You know? So this is the this is the way I, I perceive it, the way I view it also in our private lives. Like the, our shadows makes us interest, interesting, gives us depth, it it gives us relief and something to talk about. If everything was like perfect and sunny and we're all grateful and all of that, we wouldn't have a human experience. We would be gods already, right? Or even though gods, you know, in the way that they portray it, they're very dramatic as well. They, they're really much forged like uh, humans. So the shadows are here to um, help us navigate the bounty that a human experience has to offer us. Um. So the more we accept the things that we have shame and guilt around, 
the more we experience how it feels to 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 be to have rage right how does it feel to be obsessed how does it feel to go psychotic for a moment then it gives you an understanding of where you're coming from what you have to offer because when you transform these powerful feelings and energies into something constructive then you become invincible you know there's the it helps you overcome fear mm. it helps you it, it helps you understand that nothing's going to happen to you right you can do this on your own it helps you develop your self assertiveness it helps you getting walking your way from those famous stories we tell ourselves you know that are limiting us you know like i was just talking during the break i was like yeah you know before this interview i was like maybe people are going to discover that i'm a fraud holy shit what are they going to do like they're going to judge me so hard like they're going to abandon me so like once you when once you go towards those intense feeling it helps you make peace with parts of yourself and then you realize that no you're fine on your own and then the stories are less than less important we learn to uh go to trust our experience rather than trying to predict it and control it with the mind does that oh, make yeah. sense Oh yeah, I mean so many of us try to control or predict and I know that when I get really super depleted and tired those parts of myself that overanalyze and want to control come more uh, strongly forward because I'm trying to create some sense of safety or perhaps the shadow aspects start to come forward more because I am depleted or tired. And I'm kind of curious does like my does the natal chart actually show what the shadow aspects are? We can see the shadows in the natal chart. Yes. Okay, I kind of so, think I already know them, but go ahead and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it shows up the rage. So, <laughs> so yeah, the rage 100%. Uh <laughs> it shows up in many different archetypes in the chart. It shows up and you know what's interesting is that your your natal chart, you know you 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 will get your chart read by different astrologers and they're going to see different things right it's always the same map but they're going to see different things and at the end of the day um the story always comes back together and the storyline is always almost similar every time mm-hmm. and you can see the you know you can look at the chart you know with your we all have filters and ways of like understanding and interpreting interpreting whatever is being offered to us uh so it shows up in different ways and for me right now at this moment with your chart in front of my eyes um the rage is real you you are aries rising okay aries is a sign uh that is that represents courage and assertiveness and making things happen this is like the aries is the firecracker of the zodiac gets things started you know like and when we think of fire when we think of a flame 
Um, it's fascinating. It burns whatever is in front of them. And if you touch it, it, it burns you. It hurts. It's sharp. It's, uh, it's you know, it's, it, it can be violent sometimes, right? So in your, when I think of the rising sign, it's your um, approach to your daily life. You know, it's like the rising sign is established the moment you were born with the, the exact time. So it was the overall atmosphere that was baiting you when you were a tiny little sponge, tiny little baby. You know, no ego being developed yet. Just, just instinct, feelings, and this overall energy that you absorb. So this is basically your natural approach to anything. It's like go-getting, go-getter. You go straight head first. If there's a wall, you're not going to try to climb it or like go around. Now. You're just going to, ah, we're, we're going we're to make a hole. You know, it's the fastest way to get there. Um, so, of course, when something happens to you, um, there's a sense that you get fired up. Right, because it's going against you. But then there's some like deeper layer to your Aries rising self. You have Chiron uh, making a pretty close conjunction to your rising, to the point of your rising. Um, Chiron is known as the wounded healer. Chiron in a chart represents a primal wound. And this is where the shadow starts kicking in, all right? So yes, there was the atmosphere, the Aryan atmosphere when you were born, but then there was this sense already when you were born and life reinforced that when you were a child and later on, that you were not enough, you know, that you were not worthy, that you were not interesting enough. Um, that um, maybe, you know, because you were so imperfect, people would abandon you. And I mentioned that a little before in my own personal, uh, you know, sayings. I know. And it's uh, so interesting that you, when you said that, because I felt resonance with that. Like, yes, the, the abandonment, I think, is one of the, the deep wounds that I feel like, oh, I'm going to be abandoned if I'm yeah. I do things perfectly or if I don't stay on path or keep going. And I think our culture really um, makes this even more predominant for all of us, whether it's in our chart or not, that this fear of being left out or left behind if we don't keep up and do all the things. And so I feel like because it's in my chart and that's part of our culture, our dominant culture's belief system that it just makes it even more intense sometimes for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these things and I haven't done them yet. And there's this, and then I have the passion to really serve and to bring forward this, these offerings that feel so aligned with my soul and, and they nourish me. And if I'm not offering this and it's not being received, then it just feels like it just plays all into each other. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in a washing machine sometimes. And then here recently, I was just like, I just wanted to stop. I just wanted everything to stop because it was like my one of my dear friends 
said that I was like in a snow globe, that it's just, you know, everything's just spinning and all around and I can't see clearly anymore. And I just had to pull back. Like I was, when I contacted you, I was like, okay, I don't even know if I want to do this radio show anymore because it just feels, everything just feels like too much. I don't even know. I mean, I know it used to feed me, but in this moment, I'm not feeling fed. Will my chart tell me, like I was planning on announcing, like after you read my chart, whether I was going to stay with the show or leave the show. Very dramatic. Is that, I think that's part of my chart too, to be dramatic. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what we're meant to be doing as humans. You know, the, tra- the tragedy of the human experience is fascinating. And people who say who don't, don't like drama, and then you go watch, you watch them, watch them watching Netflix, you're like, all right, babe. There you go. Uh, there you go. And, <laughs> you know, and of course, there's, there are different paths where you can decide, take the Zen way and like just of contemplation and, you know, very being in the moment and all of that, but we're not going to watch a TV show about that. You know, it's really boring. Uh, <laughs> it's also beautiful, but um, so yes, being dramatic is part of you. It's part of all of us. And, you know, I was speaking about Chiron just before and the pain, and I want to add a layer to it because you have Venus in Aries, very closely to Chiron. So they're all making, they're like tied up in a, this really much, this tight little package. Venus is the, the goddess of love. Venus is the archetype of relationships, creativity, femininity in many ways. She, um, she was one of the first female archetype uh, used in astrology there was the moon and there was venus until we added on you know other asteroids and other like female figure figures um but yeah like your your wound is goes even deeper you know it goes to really to am i going to be being loved am i going to be able to connect to others Am I going to be able to be seen for what I have to offer for my currency, which is my message, which, which, which is my words, which is uh, my passion for life? And there is a current transit right now happening in your chart. So you have your natal chart and all the placements of the planets. And then, you know, if I could show you your chart right now, there is like, I, I also see where the current planets and asteroids are placed and how they affect your chart. And you're going through something we call the Chiron return, which is like the return of the healer, which happens around age uh, 50 or so, right? And this is a time where you return and revisit those primal wounds that you've been studying, experiencing throughout your life. And this is the time where you are being asked to step into the role of becoming your own healer, to step into the role of approaching life like a healer, right? And it takes time to step into this position because you have to, what does it take to heal? in general, right? Tell me what it takes to heal. Oh my gosh. It takes so much time and devotion and it takes a lot of support, like from a lot of different 
uh, in my opinion, modalities. Like it takes a lot of, it takes a community. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. It takes a lot of rest. It takes beautiful food. It takes uh, daily practice, you know? Um, and it's important that you, uh, during these transits, which probably going to last few few more months, Yay. Hooray. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Like, but this is what this is. If you think, if I tell you, you're going to step into the role of the healer you're meant to be in this lifetime. How does that sound? That sounds much better. And it does sound, it, it does sound aligned. And I'm so glad that you brought up the rest part of it because, you know, since we first spoke, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since I had my rageful fit. Um, and I've been, when doing that, it was like, I'm clearing everything away because it just became too much and rest and nourishment became a priority. Like what does deeply being deeply nourished mean to me? And it doesn't mean being on social media. It doesn't mean creating a new program. It doesn't mean trying to get more clients. It means stopping, getting out into nature, getting into the water, feeding myself really well sleeping later, like allowing myself to go to bed super early, sleep if I needed to sleep, take a nap if I need to take a nap, and then really just get back to get my feet on the ground and do these small things to get nourished again so that snow globe could start to settle down and I could start to see again more clearly. And what I've been finding is that, oh, I've been feeling better the last few days because things are settling down. I feel my creativity coming back online. And then all of a sudden here comes that voice saying, oh, well, let's do this and this and that. Let's create this. And and then maybe I should look at social media. And then that spins like, oh, I should be doing these things because everyone's doing these things. And I could feel myself backsliding. And I was like, oh, there it is. Like in that moment when I'm starting to really settle down and nourish myself, that voice comes back that wants to push me. And I'm like, okay, I got to sit with this discomfort. I got to sit with her for longer because if I listen to her, I'm going to go back exactly to where I was and I'm going to get depleted and exhausted yeah. again and being have rageful rageful fits where I'm throwing my spiritual items across the room again and screaming at God and goddess and spirit. And so I'm like, okay, just be with it. Just be with it. Be with the fear of not making money. Be with the fear of not being seen or abandoned. Be with the fear of not getting your, you know, your gifts out there in a way that feel really nourishing to you and just be with it. And it's uncomfortable. I'm hoping it's not going to last for two more months, but <laughs> well, but I, I do feel the progression with it and the and the need to be with that shadow and to just almost nurture her in some way. So yeah. Um, we're actually up to the second break of the show. So I hope everyone is finding this as interesting as I am. I know it's my chart, but it's, I think when we listen to a chart reading, we actually can feel a lot of resonance within ourselves because a lot of the things that are happening with me can also be happening to you and just as a culture. And so when we come back, I'd love um, to dive back into this. And if you're listening, if you really um, love the show, and want to contribute to the show continuing, just consider being a sponsor. All you have to do is reach out to me at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. And I can 
work with you to create a package that really feels really great to you, supports you, supports the show. And so we could support other women that are listening to the show in the future. So we'll be right back after the short break. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. If you've been listening, you have been uh, listening to my astrological natal chart being read by Valerie Fortin and all the ins and outs and what's been going on with me recently and how this chart can be a roadmap. And we were talking during the break about, okay, so with all this information, then how do we use it as a roadmap? And I love what Valerie said to me. She's like, Astro- astrology won't tell me anything that I don't already know, that this is a time for deep rest and reconnecting to spirit and really getting a feel for what the divine means to me and, and in a really tangible way, um, because the divine can be very esoteric. And a lot of the practices I do are very esoteric. So how can we reconnect? How can I reconnect to the divine in a way that re- feels very nourishing and tangible and to really use that as my guidepost moving forward and to pull away from the things that aren't nourishing me and to be really honest with myself with that. And and this goes against the grain of culture and that can be really uncomfortable to go against that grain. But, you know, what I teach is awaken the divine feminine and all that's all about going against the culture. And so I think I need to get back in alignment with what I teach and um, know that that's going to go against a lot of the things and the systems that say will make help me get my message out or be prosperous or wealthy and and just be in the unknown. Be in the unknown for a while and, you know, uh, what is supported for you is going back to, I don't know if you've heard of Vesta. Vesta is, uh, is a priestess, the, the, the keeper of the sacred flame. She was, uh, you know, in the sacred heart of the home. And she's very 
located very close by to your son and by Pisces. And she speaks about your dedication to your spiritual practices. And the sun, Mercury, and Vesta are making this beautiful opposition to your moon. So it's basically bringing your rituals but and grounding them inside the earth, not keeping them out there. You know, it's like the way, you know, I was looking at your chart and I was like, she's a dream catcher. You know, she catches the dream and she, then she puts them in the ground and then something grows out of it. Mm. Um, because dreams, if you don't, if you don't grasp them, they just remain air. They remain fog. They, they remain smoke, right? And one of your mission is this lifetime is to actually, you know, capturing them and then growing something out of these little seeds um, that are going to be used by many people, not only you, but like as, you know, as your, as your, as your work life, as your daily practice, all of that. There is something else that, you know, strike me in your chart. Um, you have Jupiter making a conjunction to your midheaven. The midheaven is the crown of your chart, you know. Who must you be in this lifetime? Uh, how do you want to be recognized? How do you want to, what, what legacy are you leaving in this lifetime? And Jupiter is the, the god of the universe, you know. Jupiter was almost... A sun, we almost had two sun in our little solar system. Planet Jupiter is so big that, you know, it's unbearable. And, you know, it brings abundance, optimism, philosophy, um, support, growth. So in this lifetime, you need to be known like someone who actually brings opportunities, you know, to others. You want to be known as someone who's building a system that is so reliable that it brings um, support for everybody that surrounds you, right? And the transiting is Jupiter right now is, is in your house where Pisces lies. So, you find abundance, you find uh, support, and you find optimism going through your own spiritual practices. So, so this is, again, supported here. I would love to tell you, yes, you, this is really the time to go towards your career and focusing on money. Um, I would say money-wise, it's time to release control over money and the ideas that you have. Uh, towards it, you know, eclipse season created a big shift in your axis, Taurus, uh, Scorpio, second house, eighth house, money and the resources you share with other people. And what you're invited to do right now, and of course, like, you know, you're, you're feeling emotional in the last few weeks, this was totally normal. It was you and everybody else around you, including myself. So, and as a Piscean, you capture, you're a little more sensitive to all the energies around you. Remember, you're the vast ocean, you know, 
you're a vast universe. So you, you feel the interconnection between you and other, other beings and other energies and all of that. So money-wise, which was, you know, one of your questions, is the time to really control over what you think money should be and focusing on your assets and your talents instead and finding the worth in all your gifts, you know, but not necessarily putting um, the, the money currency on it. You want to put perhaps the spiritual currency on it or the value as something like a, how can you trade it? What do you want to trade it for? You know, rather than, I know we need money, but you're invited to reframe your story around it. You know? It's fascinating that you mentioned that because I feel like I'm reframing everything about my business right now, like the way that I word things and moving away from the traditional approach of, you know, that scarcity model. It's never felt good to me and pulling away from that and building more of collaborations and like, how can we redo this? And I don't know because there's no clear blueprint of how to do it, but sitting in this this place where I can get deeply rested my hope is that some, I'll be guided and there'll be some insights into how to redo this from a completely different way that feels deeply nourishing and aligned with spirit and not aligned with dominant cultures, push, strive, FOMO kind of approach any longer because it doesn't feel good. And it's not aligned with the messaging that we have here and what, with what I teach and what the messaging on the show is at all. So, um, and I know when I came to you, I was like, okay. Let's do the big drama reveal. Like, am I going to continue to do the show or not? But what I really felt into, <laughs> I have a little peacock in me. <laughs> Got to be on the stage. No way. Yeah. Drama. Um, but, you know, over the last couple of weeks since we last spoke, it's just been this feeling that, okay, I asked for what I wanted from Voice America. And what I wanted is a break, just to get still and get rested. And so they've been lovely to work with me. And what we're going to do is come back in January 12th and restart the show. But in the meantime, we'll just do some reruns of the shows that have already aired. So, and it gives all the listeners time to go back and re-listen to shows or listen to shows that they missed and to really, um, you know, just dive into the show more deeply and then give me the rest that I need so that when I come back, the show can be what it's really meant to be even more so. And then also... Um, and to see what, and you guys get to wait and see where I am come January 12th. So we're coming close to the end of the show. So Valerie, I really want everyone to know how they can reach out to you because I find this, you know, everything that you've shared with me so valuable. So where can our listeners find you? So yes, uh, my website is, and I'm sure it's going to be posted somewhere, but www.valeriefortin.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram under starlab.astro. And I also have like a Facebook page that is linked to Starlab. You can find me there if you prefer Facebook. Um, And that's about it. Yeah. So everyone just be sure to reach out to Val. She's just amazing to work with. And um, we've had many conversations before this show. So I highly recommend that you reach out to her and 
just dive into your own chart and use it as a roadmap for wherever you are and where you might want to be going in your life. So Valerie, thank you so much for being here. So appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so everyone, we're going to end this show and know that we're going to be come back with new shows January 12th, 2023. But in the meantime, just go back and listen to other shows. Be sure to reach out to me at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show or if you want to have some guests that you would like to um, have me invite onto the show, or if you would like to be a sponsor, so that would be incredibly supportive of me because these shows are very expensive and time consuming to create. But if you want to be a sponsor, and that's part of me being brave to ask because I wouldn't ask in the past, but I'm doing it now. So I would love to have some sponsorship and some support moving forward. So until January 12th, my friends, much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.